Hollywood Dirt with Kristen Burt is the segment we did on my radio show for uh, quite some time. And it's always a joy to talk to you about what's happening in the world of Hollywood. Uh, you always have your ear to the ground there. And uh, tomorrow is uh, the, the mecca of, uh, of the entertainment industry, if you will, the Academy Awards uh, going down tomorrow. A uh, little controversy going into the awards as well as far as maybe uh, not too many ethnic uh, nominees going in for actors and actresses and stuff like that. So what is the vibe for tomorrow? Is that even an issue still, or is that still kind of being uh, pressured? It's kind of interesting. I think that people are still discussing a lot of the Selma snub because none of the actors were nominated and the director was also not nominated. It is still up for best picture. So I don't think it has a chance. I'll be honest. It's really between boyhood and Birdman. I, I think for tomorrow, and it seems like Birdman may eke out a win, even though Boyhood's been kind of in the lead for most of uh, the season. But I think that this is going to be an ongoing discussion about, I think about race in Hollywood in general. You know, oftentimes we talk about women in film and how they're not treated equally. Well, this is kind of interesting because the director of um, Selma is female, but she's also a black female. So it kind of brings in not only gender, but it also brings in race into the picture. And and, and I will say the Academy has tried very hard in the last three or four years to have a more diverse body of voters. They have brought in younger members. They've brought in more females. They've brought in a lot of international members, people of all different races and backgrounds. So they're trying. And um, the current president of the Academy is also a black female. So we're making steps in the right direction. I think it's just not fast enough for a lot of people. Yeah, but do you think, and I saw Bill Maher last night, and he mentioned, I don't know if you heard him say this or not, he said last year it was slaves and AIDS. And he said this year, I don't know, you know, he's like, it's almost like we, we, we already got it covered last year, I guess is what his point was trying to make as far as the Academy goes. Is, is, is that their mentality, you think, in a way, or could be maybe an antiquated mentality is like, look, we already we, we got the, the, the African-American issue last year, you know, let's focus on this year. I mean, you, is American Snipers is up for too. I know you you know, say Birdman, but I mean, as far as the the mode of America nowadays with patriotic and and freedom, and you know, how how legitimate is it for American Sniper to come in and win? I don't think it's. I don't think American Sniper will win for Best Picture. I think that Bradley Cooper, who was nominated for Best Lead Actor. I think he's got a remote chance of beating either Michael Keaton or Eddie Redmayne and being that surprise winner. I think that possibility is definitely there. But I do think that Bill Maher has a point. I don't think collectively as a body the Academy's like, well, we got 12 Years a Slave as Best Picture this year, so let's vote for a white film. But some people have talked about they felt like there was a little bit of black film fatigue um, from last year with 12 Years a Slave because it was such a heavy-duty movie. It was hard to watch. Right. And I'm sure for some voters that might have been true. And that may have been the case when they, they went into this year's Oscar season and voting and everything else. I've heard other people say Selma's a good movie, but it's not art. And that um, it's you can see that it was directed by a younger director who's still inexperienced. She made a very good quality film, but she didn't make a high quality film. So I, I've heard lots of different theories about all of this. And... 
what I do like is that it at least brings the discussion up and people are able to, to talk about it honestly and openly because it, it does need to be discussed. As a woman in, in, you know, working in the industry, sometimes you do feel slighted. I'd be honest and not say that, you know, men do have a leg up and, and white men have a leg up over anyone. So, right. and that's kind of the case in, in probably most industries. The, the, the white privilege, right? <laughs> it's white privilege. It, it really is. And, and to say that, you know, hey, this movie didn't deserve anything or we don't, you know, or that the black community was slighted, you know, they do have, they do have a voice and they do have a cause for concern too, because, um, not, you know, they're not always represented in film or on TV. And this is not just the black community. We're also talking about Asian Americans, um, Latinos, everything else, Latinos are majority, um, but they're not a majority in Hollywood or they're not represented that way. So it's Mm. interesting. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on the Grand Budapest Hotel? Mm. What a fun movie that was. Did you see it? Um, you know who you're talking to, right? I know. Exactly. <laughs> I had Wes a ch- Anderson does yeah. quirky, weird, fun, colorful movies, and I think that this was one of his most successful to date. And I, I think he's going to be honored with the best original screenplay because of this. A few people have said, you know, I voted for it for best picture. I still don't think it's got enough muscle to win overall, but I still think he's going to walk home with an Oscar tomorrow night. Hmm. Boyhood or Birdman is your choice. You're really leaning towards Birdman. Yeah, and, and I loved both of these movies. They're both very, very different. Um, Boyhood, you know, is basically just about life. Not a lot of stuff happens in the three hours that you watch the film. <sighs> but honestly, the fact that they they filmed it over 12 years was so refreshing to me, and it was so unique to see it. Patricia Arquette's outstanding in the movie. It, it's something that we can all relate to. Wow. Is Birdman... It- Oh, go ahead. No, I was, is it really three hours? It is. It's about it's like two hours and like forty five minutes. Wow! So, so you drink the big gulp. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you prep for the three hour film? We did. In fact, my boyfriend and I saw it. I'm gonna say probably May or June, and we knew going in that it was a very long movie, and we were sure not to order a huge coke because <laughs> you don't want to leave. But I will say, this is funny. I just found out about this. Um, for those of you that you do have to make a bathroom run, there is a new app out called Run P, and it tells you when it's appropriate in a movie to go to the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's... Isn't that amazing? It's a free app, so you can always download it. Run P? Run P. That is hilarious. Isn't that awesome? That is so great, because I, I know like when I watch a concert, I know when to leave. That's usually yeah. when the band plays the new song. Okay, like, See ya. <laughs> I was like, you might as well call the song. It's a brand new song. We're calling it. Uh, if you have to go to the bathroom, go now. <laughs> you know, it's like they and they tell you like I love if, it. if the movie is so jam packed with information, they'll say this is the best point to go. This is what you missed, and they'll describe it and everything else. So it's amazing. Wow, that's great. Um, that's, that's such a great thought. I mean, to put that into action, I love it. Um, all right. So, any other big surprises for tomorrow night? You know, I think the other categories, and I'm just going to tell you who's going to win because nobody else is going to. No, I don't think we're going to have any surprises. Best Actress will be Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Patricia Arquette's going to win for Boyhood. And J.K. Simmons is going to win for Whiplash for Best Supporting Actor. And I keep telling everyone this because it was a smaller movie, but if you haven't seen Whiplash, look for it on Netflix. Look for it on Redbox when it comes out because it was one of the best movies I saw this year. And it's so unique, it's refreshing, it's raw. Um, there's a great jazz soundtrack, but um, the performances of by Miles Teller, who's only about 24 years old, and, and J.K. Simmons are outstanding. I think everyone's really going to like it. Nice. 
All right. So the Oscars going to be fun. It's going to be uh, Neil Patrick Harris hosting. Um, I like him. I think he'll do. I think he'll be fine. Do you think it's going to be any risque as far as the uh, hosting and uh, the show itself goes? I don't think it's going to be too risque at all because it is Neil Patrick Harris. I hope he does his famous raps at the end, though, where he kind of sums up what happened throughout the night. And, okay. you know, they're writing it throughout the show. There is going to be a lot of song and dance. I'm going to warn everyone. Um, tons of musical numbers. There is a big dance number. I did confirm that today. And, um, I mean, I think it's going to be fun. He He's young. He crosses, like, across. I mean, everyone just loves him. He's He's the consummate host. And if he does a really good job, I almost feel like he could slip into that Billy Crystal role where he comes back year hmm. after year. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if he found something he likes to do, I because mean, he's a Broadway guy anyway, so being on stage like that is very natural for him. Yeah, and he's done a great job. He's hosted the Emmys before. He's done the Tonys multiple times. And this is the first year he's out of his CBS contract, and ABC was able to scoop him up. When he was on How I Met Your Mother... He was not able to do the Oscars, even though the Academy was dying to have him. Oh, interesting. He was a wanted man. He was a wanted man, <laughs> and he was finally available this year. Nice. Uh, uh, we have uh, Kristen Burt online. Our, our, the segment, I'm just going to continue calling it uh, Hollywood Dirt with Kristen Burt. I love that. I do, too. It's just, it seems to be appropriate. So uh, a lot of dirt came out last week We at the uh, Saturday Night Live show. Um, Eddie Murphy, turns out, uh, was supposed to be playing a role for his uh, imitation of Bill Cosby, but turned it down. Um, I think a smart move. Um, doesn't need to go there. And it just uh, kind of a cheap and hacky joke for Saturday Night Live to pull. Yeah, and I, I almost kind of feel that the news about Bill Cosby, it's its probably about four or five weeks ago, even maybe six weeks ago, where we were talking about it a lot, and we've kind of moved on. Because um, I don't know how we're going to ever resolve this story with right. Bill Cosby. Let's be honest. I, I mean, because criminally and civilly, time has run out for for most of the cases, um, and he's got plenty of money, and he can live out the rest of his life comfortably. Um, I mean, he's got the shame of the of what he did. Because I do think that these women are telling the truth. I, I'm not one of those that think a bunch of women are all making it up. Right. Um, uh, but I just think, you know, we didn't need to go there, and it's kind of an old joke at this point. But, uh, you know, it was nice to see Eddie Murphy back. He did not leave on good terms years ago. So I think for him to say yes to the 40th anniversary was a very big deal. Yeah, and, you know, and all the characters he's created, and, you know, they they couldn't find something for him to do besides a Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, he could have done the buckweed. He could have done, you know, Mr. Robinson's Mr. neighborhood. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, exactly. Oh, especially nowadays, it would have been perfect. Killer. It would have been awesome. Yeah, but you know, they. I mean, I, I kind of tuned in and out with with the program. Uh, I wasn't quite sure how they were doing because I, I didn't tune in till. Um, I think I was a couple hours already into the show. I think I tuned in around nine o'clock at night, so it had already been on for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And it, I was like, so they brought people on the host. And then they would introduce the sketch, and that's pretty much what was it, right? So they just had yeah, all... Yeah, it was just like constantly moving sketches and, and ho former hosts. I mean, if you took a look at the audience, it was jam-packed full of named celebrities. I mean, you look at one corner, and you've got, oh, there's Steven Spielberg. And yeah. sitting next to Steven Spielberg would be Sarah Palin, and you're like, what? <laughs> it's amazing. I know. The blasphemy of her being there, and it just in general is hilarious, or the whatever it is you want to call it, but... Uh, the, the lamestream media sure treated her well that night. 
<laughs> but you know, like she was such a huge part of the election cycle. Oh yeah, two thousand eight, and I mean with Tina Fey, and they kind of look alike, and yeah. uh, I mean that I can see Russia from my house. I mean, <laughs> I never forget that. <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny, and they obviously it was, it was an it's amazing show. At least you know, hopefully they can refine and rekindle some of that magic that they had uh, a while back. Um, but you know the show itself kind of bombed in a sense where people were saying it wasn't funny, it wasn't working. But like you said, the crowd was all superstars. <laughs> you know, they're all famous people, not your typical crowd to go see an SNL sketch night. Absolutely. And I, I think what we need to realize, because I know we always go, it's not as funny as it was in the 80s or in the 70s or when this cast was on board. But you have to remember, this has brought us major superstars. Um, you know, if you go back to the original cast members, you know, you take a look at like Jane Curtin and Jim Belushi came out of, John Belushi, not Jim, John Belushi came out of that era. Chevy Chase. Um, you, you see all of these people and it's, it's really incredible. Um, and their legacy still lives on. But I don't know if, are there two bigger females in comedy compared to Amy Poehler and Tina Fey? Like, SNL brought them to the limelight. Yep. yep. And, um, you know, they're still very relevant uh, in today's comedy. And, and I think that that's what we need to recognize, that Lauren Michaels can spot talent, and he does a good job of nurturing it. I definitely agree with that one. Uh, we're just about out of time here, Kristen. We want to let people know where they can find you online, and uh, let, let us know where you're going to be tomorrow, too. Sure. Um, the best place to find me tomorrow is at Kristen Burt on my Twitter account, and that's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. And I will be live tweeting the entire day, starting from when I start getting ready in the early morning all the way till the end of the show. I'm doing it for Little Black Dress Wines. And so the hashtag is LBD Red Carpet. And people can ask me questions like what it's like to be at the Oscars, like what are the celebrities doing, what happens behind the scenes. So I'm going to get all of your Oscar night questions answered. It's going to be really fun. Excellent. So well, I'll uh, follow suit, and we'll definitely have to have you on soon enough. Uh, we'll have to recoup on uh, – what's the next big event after the Oscars? Is this the wind down? <laughs> this is the wind down, so it's a big nap for me after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, there's always other shows that, that start coming up. You get into the – what I call the, the Kids' Choice Awards, the Teen Choice Awards, ESPYs, like some of those secondary awards come into play in the spring. Interesting. Right on. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's great hearing from you as well. And I uh, look forward to uh, doing this again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks so much, Kevin. <laughs> Have a fun tomorrow. I will. All thank right. You. you bet.